Welcome everyone to Devori Darkens Live. We're going to continue where we left off yesterday. So first things first, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify, Google, or Apple, whichever streaming service you use to listen to the podcast. And if you're on TikTok right now joining us, uh, make sure that you like the broadcast and that you follow me as well. Now, why would you want to do any of that for two reasons and two reasons only? One, we want to get the engagement up as much as we can so we can continue to grow this show, right? We know this is information that is changing lives. Some of you guys show up here every day. That's for a reason. So you might want to share this, obviously. And number two, it's the best way to participate. It lets me know that you're getting something out of this. So again, make sure you've subscribed, you share, and you like the channel, okay? And lastly, guys, I'm very grateful for what I get to do. I get to wake up every morning. I do my little routine. I come over here to my office here, my desk, and I start the show. And that's how every morning goes, Monday through Friday. And I'm very grateful to be able to do that because this is what the whole message is about, guys. My message to you is that you can get exactly what you want in your life, but there's a few things that you're going to need to do to pull that off. And that's what I teach you in this show. I get to do what I want in my life, not to brag to you, but to tell you that it's possible. It's possible to be able to wake up in the morning and do exactly what you said you wanted to do. I said I wanted to have a show that inspires people, creates change in the lives of others. I said I wanted to be big on TikTok. I, I did that. I said I wanted more people I wanted to help in my business. I've been doing that all because of what I teach you in these shows. Okay. So I'm not just only talking about this. I'm also living it. All right. Again, if you're just joining us right now, we're uh, basically picking up where we left off yesterday with the subconscious mind conversation. I'm asking you guys to make sure that you like the broadcast. So hit the like button. And if you haven't already, make sure you've subscribed or you're following me on TikTok so you can get notified when I do upload new content and we are live. All right. And it's one of the best ways to support what I do. All right. So, uh, yeah, I just said I get to wake up <clears throat> every day. I was just having a conversation about this with uh, a client. It's actually a husband and a wife. And uh, yesterday we were just talking about life and, and how important it is to get clear on what you want. And we were talking about how much freedom and how much happiness you experience when you get to wake up in the morning and do the thing you said you wanted to do with your life. Now, again, I'm not bragging here, guys. I'm impressing upon you that you could do the same thing for yourself. You could do the same thing for yourself, but you're going to have to make some changes inside your subconscious mind to pull it off. And this is why we're going back to this conversation from yesterday. I gave you guys three uh, very in-depth ideas about the subconscious mind so you can start understanding it. And I want to go back to that and add on a few more ideas. Now, before I get there, you know what we do first? 
The affirmation of the day. The affirmation of the day. Now, I love doing this because it just feels so good. And again, it's what you guys should be saying to yourself. It's what you guys should be writing down. Um, you know, that's that's what I would do if I were you. Now, one of the, my favorite, my other favorite affirmations to write down um, is I'm so grateful now that I'm at my perfect weight. I'm so grateful now that I'm at my perfect weight. Now, let me give you some context to that. When I usually write that out every day, I don't get into the mindset of looking at myself and like, oh, I'm gaining weight. Oh, I don't look, I don't do that because I, I'm writing it down in my gratitude list that I'm grateful that I'm already at the weight I want to be at. When I stop writing that out, I notice I go back to, oh, where, where, where's your weight at? And then wanting to weigh myself and then kind of, you know, look at my, you know, the way my body looks. So this affirmation is by far one of the most powerful ones you can do, especially if you're someone that's really conscious about your weight. Um, and again, how do I choose to use this affirmation? I, every affirmation I'm giving you guys, I put it in a gratitude list. I do this gratitude list before I go to sleep. So it's the last thing that I'm thinking about as I'm going to sleep. So I'll, I'll and usually it'll be a, it's a 10 item list. 10 things I'm grateful for. And I always make sure that I'm writing down things I have, and then I'm writing down things that I want. So being at my perfect weight would be something that I want. And so I want to feel gratitude towards that, because when I feel gratitude towards that, that's me getting emotionally involved in the idea. Remember what we talked about yesterday? unemotional and plain words do not reach your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind will automatically reject it. But when you have gratitude towards what you're writing out, your subconscious mind will accept it because it's emotional. So that's how I do it. And I notice, and all my clients can all vouch for this, when we're writing down our gratitude list every day, things are happening. Things are happening. When we stop writing it down, that's when we start to notice things are not happening. It's crazy how that works. It's because of where you're giving your energy to or what you're giving your energy to. When you write down a gratitude list, these affirmations, you're giving energy to these ideas. The more you give energy to these ideas, the more they become stronger, the more they start to express themselves. It's all energy. When we don't give any energy to what we're grateful for, that's where things start happening. Things start getting taken away from us. Um, and so on and so forth. So affirmation of the day. I'm so grateful now that I'm at my perfect weight. Now that we got that out of the way, again, if you haven't already, make sure you like the stream right now, especially if you're on TikTok. Very grateful. Uh, if you haven't already, follow me so you get notified. And if you're on YouTube watching with us right now, get the likes up. Okay. I, there's almost 10 of you guys already on YouTube. So hit, hit the like button. All right. Now, check this out, guys. I'm continuing what I was talking about yesterday. Uh, I don't think one show is going to do it. I think two shows is going to really make it happen. Because let's let's go back through this, okay? Just give you a small little recap, and then we'll continue where we left off. Small recap here is this. When you go, or when you're sitting there, and you're thinking, man, I, I why do I lack motivation? Why am I not disciplined? 
Why do I keep making the same amount of money every single year? Why do I keep attracting the same type of people? Why do I get in my own way and stop when I start something new? Why, when I get scared, when I'm outside my comfort zone, I bounce back? Why is it that my point of view on life is not serving me? This is what we got into yesterday, because if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it's the root cause is in your subconscious mind. Now, what's in your subconscious mind that's causing those symptoms? It's the word paradigm, which is just a mental program, a mental program. And this mental program is comprised of habits, beliefs, uh, your concept of yourself. And so I used the analogy yesterday that the mind is a computer system. It operates just like a computer system. And your subconscious mind is where all the coding is located. It's where all the programs are at. And that's why you do everything you do on autopilot. You speak the language you do because it's been, it's been planted in your subconscious mind. You know how to drive your vehicle. You know how to tie your shoe. There's a certain way you put on your clothes every day. There's certain things that you do every single day with no conscious thought because it's already been planted in your subconscious mind. The way it got there in the first place was through repetition. So if we are starting to understand that, then obviously the next conclusion would be, hey, uh, I need to make a change there if I want a different result because the results you're getting, the outcomes, your circumstances, these symptoms that you're experiencing, they're just a reflection of what's happening in the subconscious mind. And that's why we were talking about understanding the subconscious mind because that's where it, the change needs to occur. But that's not what people are thinking about. They're thinking if I just work 10 times more harder then that will fix my issues. If I make more money, then that will solve my problems. If I get this new strategy that everybody's talking about, then I'll grow my business. The problem is, is they're leaving out the subconscious mind and how when they set off to start something new that they've never done before, their programming is going to take back over and autocorrect. And that means they're going to end up stopping or quitting and going back to doing what they were doing previously. Because they're not programmed. It's not in their computer system yet. It's not part of the code, so to speak. So, again, this is why there's a lot of tools out there to improve your mindset. There's a lot of things you can do uh, to improve your performance, your health, a lot of things you could do to improve your money, your financial literacy, your credit, a lot of things you could do to improve your relationships, your business, your career. But all those things will not happen if you do not get the actual idea in your subconscious mind because you will just end up stopping somewhere along the way. Now, for most people, they don't even start. That's how in control their paradigm is. Now, there are people who do start, but within a matter of weeks, they stop. And there are people who start, who go on past a matter of weeks and still end up stopping 
somewhere uh, down the road because they keep looking at, well, where's the results? I don't see anything happening. I don't see the outcomes that I've been wanting. So this must, this obviously isn't working. And what they don't understand is when they think that way, that's their paradigm talking. And that's the disconnect there. That's what we have to become more aware of. And that's what we talked about yesterday. You see, there's a part of you, which is who you really are. You're a spiritual being. This is why you have the desires that you have. Listen to what I'm saying. You're a spiritual being. You have an intellect and you live in a physical body. The spiritual side of you, which is why you're aware of everything that you're aware of, by the way, um, that's the side of you that has the dreams, the fantasies, the ideas. And they feel so good when you think about them because that's who you really are. However, on the flip side, you have an intellect. And in that intellect, you have your subconscious mind with the paradigm. And it's right there waiting to tell you why you can't do it. And the whole objective here. If you want to kind of reprogram your subconscious mind, meaning change your paradigm, you're going to need to stop feeding the old paradigm and start feeding this desire. You got to start feeding this desire with the right information. You got to start feeding this desire with more imagination. You got to concentrate on it. You got to hold it. You got to become obsessed with it. Because every time you focus on your desire of what you want, you know what you're not doing? You're not focusing on what you don't want, which is what the paradigm wants you to do. And we were just, we were going into depth about this on my coaching call last night. So the bottom line here, guys, is that I can give you all the answers. Anybody could give you all the answers. But the, the change happens because... You got it into your subconscious mind. We also talked about what was the prerequisite to making that happen. You've got to make a committed decision. You've got to say, hey, I'm going to do this come hell or high water. you got to be stubborn with your desire. You cannot let another person hijack your dreams. And you can't let your old thinking stop you either. you got to keep going. And I... I would say it's a positive and a negative. It's a positive that the world has sped up because of technology. We can access things within a second. The problem is, is that because we're used to doing that, we think our goals work the same way. We think, oh, I should be able to accomplish this goal like next week. I should be able to get this success tomorrow. And what we're, what we're failing to understand is that, no, when it comes to your dreams in your life, they will take time. This is why your desire has to be strong. If your desire is weak, you'll stop at the first sign of resistance. You'll quit. Because your desire isn't, it hasn't saturated your mind and your subconscious mind. What we're talking about, guys, is the, it's the answer to why people get the results that they're getting. Think of yourself. Why are you getting the results that you're getting? It's in your subconscious mind. It's your belief system. It's your habits. It's the way that you see the world. It's the concept that you have of yourself. 
And you did not create this. Somebody else did that for you. And that's just the, the reality there. So what I want to do today is kind of touch on a few more points about the subconscious mind. Because obviously, if we want to get things that we want in our life, we're going to have to make a change there. And then we're going to open up the call line. So you guys can uh, ask questions. We can have a great discussion about this. So you guys can go forward and get the things that you want. Okay. Now, let's kind of recap the three ideas I gave you yesterday to help you understand the subconscious mind. And some of them were obviously, uh, we read this out of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill in the uh, chapter number four, Auto Suggestion. Okay. And he said that uh, plain, unemotional words, um, they don't reach the subconscious mind. And if you attempt to do that, you will get no results. You're only going to get results when you reach your subconscious mind with e with words or ideas that have been emotionalized by belief. Now, how do we break this down to an elementary level? It's very simple. For the parents in the room, when you think of the great things about your children, how do you immediately feel? If I was to ask you, what are you so grateful for when it comes to your kids? Immediately, you're going to feel different. So first you thought about your child caused the feeling of love. And now you're in a different vibration. Right? You're thinking of something and saying things that have been emotionalized by belief, love, and that's what you want to do with the things you want to get into your subconscious mind. You got to be emotional about them, just like you're emotional about your kids. You're obsessed when it comes to your kids. You'll die for your kids if you have to. You'll kill someone if you have to, if it's in self-defense, obviously. You'll jump right in front of a vehicle and kill yourself just to protect your child. That's how much you love them. The question is, how do you, do you feel that same way about your goals? And this is a challenge. And this is why people don't get the results because they're not that serious. They really don't want it as much as they say they do. And the only way to get yourself there is to feed the desire. And I think that's, that's the first idea we're going to get into is how do I feed this desire so I do become obsessed, Devori? So we, we will address that. We will address that. But the main thing here, guys, uh, hold on. Let's turn that off there. Keep getting notifications popping up. So the main thing here, guys, as we kick this thing off from yesterday, was the first idea was, you cannot approach affirmations and goals and things that you want to put in your mind if you're not emotional about them. You need to get emotional about it, and then you need to do it with repetition. Here is a second idea that we talked about yesterday, one thing at a time. When I served in the military, everything they ever told us was very clear. 
meaning a six-year-old could understand what we were doing. How does this relate to what we're talking about today? Because when people write down their goals or they're doing affirmations, it's not clear what they're saying. They're not actually clear on the one thing that they want. And you have to be, you have to become very clear on what you want. It has to be very clear and concise. And so when you give it to your subconscious mind, it's not vague, it's not broad. Because you need to be very aware of what you're asking for. See, a lot of you guys, you're in a job that you don't like. You start saying things like, I hate this job. I don't like my manager. The people here, they're, I don't like them. I don't respect them. I, I just, I want a different job. And you know what happens? One or two things. Either you end up quitting or two, you get fired. And then you do get another job. But guess what? You don't like this job either. Because you failed to say the type of job that you wanted. You said you wanted another job and that's all you said, but you didn't say, well, I want another job that I enjoy the people. I get paid all the money I need to pay my bills and I get time with my family. That's more clear than saying, oh, I just want another job. And what we were saying with the second idea from yesterday was you want to make sure that you focus on one thing at a time that you want to change. Focus on one thing at a time that you want to change. Because when you try to do a thousand different things, you're going to overwhelm yourself. And again, I see that often. I have people who come to me who want me to mentor them. And I ask them, hey, what have you been doing? What, what, what have you been doing to try to solve these issues? They're doing a thousand things. And they shouldn't be. You don't need to do that. You just need to focus on one thing at a time. Focusing on one thing at a time allows you to live in the present moment, by the way. When you try to think about next week, you're already going to overwhelm yourself. So you don't want to do that. You definitely do not want to do that. All right. Now, that was the second idea. So number one. You got to be emotional with the words that you're using. Number two, okay, you need to take it one thing at a time that you want to change. And then number three, you must understand that your subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real or what is fake. Why is this so important? Because if somebody, uh, actually, we were giving examples of Hollywood, right? They, they know what they're doing. They make movies that will get you emotionally involved, grab your attention, and the movie could be false, absolute fiction, but you felt like it's real. Same thing with music. Same thing with the news. Same thing with politicians. Same thing with social media. You have to be very aware of what you're consuming with repetition on a daily basis. Because your subconscious mind doesn't care. It will not discriminate. It will just accept what your conscious mind gives to it through repetition. So if you're, cons if, again, social media example, if, you're, if you've been on TikTok, you guys know how it is. All you need is to stay on somebody's video for three seconds. Then they're going to start showing you more videos like that. And now half the videos you see is the same thing you've been seeing, but you don't want to see it, but you keep showing up to the app and that's what you keep seeing. So sooner or later you get programmed to see things that way. They know what they're doing. Same thing with 
uh, if you think about uh, the news, you see, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a title of an article or a story that does not match what the actual story says. How many of you guys can relate to that? You saw the title of the article, you went and read the article and realized this article does not match the title. What happened here? And if you haven't experienced that, I challenge you to go do it. You'll see it. Most of the time when you see big articles, big storylines, things that are very dramatic that they want to catch people's attention with, the title never really matches what the article is saying. And again, this is the problem on social media is where people will take a story, say it in their own words, leave out the facts, make it dramatic, you know, very, you know, they put a lot of drama in there or whatever. And uh, people pick it up and they take it for the truth. And that's what they think. So you have to realize that the problem with doing that is your beliefs are located in your subconscious mind. So if you're not thinking for yourself and you start listening to someone who's just passing information along, not even fact checking it, not even really doing their own research, just giving their opinions and you get emotion involved in that, you'll believe in their opinions, even though they're not based on facts. That's the way the subconscious mind works. And that's why I say Hollywood, absolute amazing creation in the same breath. There's a lot of bad things that come out of it. People are programmed with the wrong beliefs. Same thing with the news. They program people to live in fear. That's what they use. They use fear tactics to get you to watch. You don't see the news talking about, hey, here are three things that we're grateful for today, guys. Here's the great things happening in America. They don't do that. They, well, why, why would they do that? <laughs> You know, they would go out of business, <laughs> right? So, no, they, they don't want to do that. And politicians, oh, they're the worst. <laughs> politicians don't answer questions. They speak narratives. They want to program you to vote for them. Both sides. doesn't matter who it is. It's the way it works. If you just sit there and observe, you could all see this for yourself. They understand programming. They understand programming. So here we go. We're going to get into these ideas and then I want to open the uh, call line. I want you guys to call in, uh, ask your questions, get the support you need so you can get to where you want to go in life. Let's see here. All right. So I did number one. I did number one. Let's start here. The other thing we need to understand with the subconscious mind is it's the emotional part of our mind. This is where our emotions are located. And why do we need to understand this? We need to understand this because it's emotions that sets up what we attract in our life. Now, let's go about this a scientific route. 
we're a walking mass of energy. Every single cell of our body is energy. It's rating energy. Now, we can't see it that way because obviously we know our eyes are designed in a way that can only see things in 3D. Like, for example, that's why we have things called an infrared, uh, infrared camera or night vision goggles. It's because our eyes can't see uh, different energies. We, we can't see that. That's not the way our eyes are. So we need cameras to help us see. Everybody catching on to that? So we, we were energy. And the way that we feel will dictate the speed of this energy. How it vibrates. So if you're in a state of depression, you have low energy. I'm going to keep this as elementary as possible. If you're in a state of depression and anxiety and you're angry and you're tense, your energy is low. When you feel emotions of love, joy, happiness, you're eager, you're excited, you're inspired, you're motivated, your energy is high. Now, when your energy is low, let's use our common sense here. What energy are you broadcasting? What energy are you sending out? You're sending out negative energy. And when you send it out, you can only take it back on what you sent out. So what you put out into the world is what you get back. <clears throat> this is why the law of attraction is not really a complicated thing. Now, people try to add on all this extra stuff. It's not. It's, it's as simple as what I'm saying, guys. How you habitually feel on a daily basis is what's causing uh, what you attract into your life. Because your emotions dictates what's your vibration are you vibrating on a lower frequency or are you vibrating on a higher frequency now another way to keep this simple guys is when you feel bad and you're angry you're you have anxiety and you're uh in a state of depression just imagine that you're on the radio station 88.1 the radio station of low energy and on that radio station you can only get bad results and when you're feeling the emotions of love, joy, happiness, inspiration, uh, you're on channel one-on-one and you're going to get great results. I'm keeping this as simple as possible. And the one thing that's the common denominator that really decides on what channel you're going to be on is how you feel. And the feelings are located in your subconscious mind. So you already are programmed, and I'll go back to my story. Because of all the situations that had happened to me as a child, I was already programmed to feel bad about life on a habitual basis. Every day I was upset about something. Every day I was angry. Every day I had resentment. Every day I had guilt. So I was on the low energy radio channel. So what would happen? I kept attracting bad things into my life. I attract the wrong people, uh, money problems. I mean, it just go on and on and on because that's how I habitually felt. And you know what's crazy is I was still able to attract good things that I wanted despite that. But that was because what I wanted, I was so obsessed about. And see, that's why I say 
subconscious mind does not discriminate. The universe does not discriminate. It'll just give you what you want. What you want is based on how you feel. If you really fall in love with the thing that you want in your life, there you must get it. There is no like, well, what if, or maybe, we'll see. No, it must happen by law. Because how you feel is what dictates what you attract. So what we're going through right now, guys, is I'm, if you're just joining, we're talking about the subconscious mind. Why do you want to understand the subconscious mind? Because that's the root cause to why you're doing the things that you do and why you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing. And in addition to that, it's why you're getting the results that you're getting. So what we have to understand is the subconscious mind is the emotional part of our mind. What we are thinking about every day and how we've already been programmed controls our emotions. And it's our emotions that dictates what we're going to attract in our life because it's all energy. Like energy attracts like energy. We see this everywhere we go. When you're in relationships and you keep attracting bad people, it's because you have negative energy when it comes to yourself and relationships. When you keep living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck and you can never seem to catch a break with your money is because you have negative energy when it comes to money. When you are unable to find the job that you want is because you have negative energy around your career. When you can't grow your business and you keep starting and stopping and not doing what you're supposed to be doing in your business is because you have negative energy and negative emotions about your business. This is all self-evident. And when you feel that way on a habitual basis, meaning majority of the time you're dominating emotions about a particular topic, it explains why you get the results you get. And that emotion, again, everyone, is located in the subconscious mind. That's why I'm saying on a habitual basis, majority of the time. Because we're all going to get upset, obviously, but that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to start attracting all these bad things. No, if you're always upset, then you're going to attract bad things. It's when you're always that way. Like you guys all know you, when you work somewhere, you always had the coworker that came in, always had a bad attitude. Why? Because they kept thinking that way. They kept feeling that way and bad things kept happening. It's just a never ending cycle. So when you're always upset and stressed out and filled with anxiety and you don't believe in yourself and you're and and you're in a state of fear and you're always doubting and worrying about things, that's why they don't change. Cuz you're too busy doing this. You can only think two type of thoughts. One thought is what you don't want and thought number 2 is what you do want. That's all you'll ever think about in life. Every single topic is based on one of those two things. Either it's something that you don't want or something that you do want. And whatever you're thinking about with repetition and with intensity, what you concentrate on will dictate how you feel. And if you're already getting the feeling part of it involved, like you're getting emotion involved in it, now you're accessing your subconscious mind. And that's what sets up the law of attraction. So this first idea, piggybacking off of yesterday, 
is we have to understand the subconscious mind is the emotional part of our mind. There are two things that are controlling our emotions on a daily basis. One is what we decide to think about with intensity, concentration, focus, and repetition. And two, the way we've already been programmed. So for example, if you're like me and you had something traumatic happen in your childhood, then you're already programmed to have negative energy around that topic. So every day you're going to be carrying around that negative energy. And then you're wondering why the outcomes are not changing. It's because you're carrying around energy that's blocking the good that you want to come into your life. And it's programmed. It's like energy, it's like energy that's been programmed already in you. We're really getting in, we're really getting into this guys. I'm I'm this is the meat, the potatoes, the root cause here. That's why when people like when you're on social media, people are like, yeah, you can manifest $100,000 in the next 30 days. Guys, if you have a strong belief against money, the likelihood of you doing that is very slim. Now, can you do that? Absolutely. It can be done. But we have to be honest with ourselves and say, well, where am I with my conditioning? What is my paradigm? What are my beliefs? Because if you don't do it within 30 days, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just may mean you need to keep focusing on it. And that's the part that people miss. It's because some ideas in our subconscious mind, they're strong. They're embedded. They are deep. And it's going to take a little bit. It's going to take some time. It may take years. Who, no, one, no one can tell you how long it will take. If anybody's out there trying to tell you how long it takes to change a habit, to get rid of a belief, to plant a new idea in your subconscious mind, they're not giving you the right information, guys, because there is no set number because it's all based on that individual. It's based on their life experience. It's based on the events that they were exposed to. It's based on their paradigm, their conditioning, how they see the world. All of these things are connected. This is why I say it's very powerful to just focus on one thing you want to change at a time. You'll be much more effective and, and productive when you do that. But when you're trying to change a bunch of things at one time, that's too much. So what's the bottom line so far, guys? The bottom line is the emotional part of your mind, which is your subconscious mind. Again, it's what you're thinking about every day with concentration, focus, and repetition is what's going to affect your emotions. Then the other thing that affects your emotions is the way that you've been conditioned, the way that you see the world, your belief system. And when you come into contact with something in your environment that contradicts your belief system, you're going to get emotional about it. And most of the time, the emotions are not good. And so this is why when people say, I tried the law of attraction, it did not work. I tried to manifest this. It did not work. I tried mindset. It did not work because they're not understanding that the work they should be doing, it's got to be based on what's happening in the subconscious mind. That's where it's at. Now, in order to do these things, you need to use your conscious mind, obviously. But this show is not about that right now. It's just about the subconscious mind. Now, that's number one. Number one. 
Number two, we also need to understand our subconscious mind is directly linked to the universe. Now, what does that mean? That means your subconscious mind operates the same way the universe does. The universe just takes whatever is accepted, meaning whatever is impressed upon the universe. Think about what I'm saying right now. <clears throat> Think about what I'm saying. Look at everything that's been created. Everything that we created as a society up to this point, space shuttles, rockets, satellites, telescopes, uh, airplanes, jets, military equipment, technology, the internet, right? all, of, all of these things. Somewhere along the line, as a collective, we kept impressing the idea on the universal mind that we wanted the internet. We wanted the internet. And because the universe doesn't care, does not discriminate, it just gives us what we want. This is why nothing is impossible, guys. <laughs> All things are possible. Because that's exactly the purpose of the universe, which is to expand and grow. That's why we get the ideas that we do to advance society, to experience more of our environment, to evolve. That's why that happens. And so as a collective, when we keep focusing on an idea that we want, not only are we all communicating with, with each other at some level, because if I'm thinking about one thing, you could be thinking about the same thing. That's why we get on a collision course with each other. That's why we run into each other. It's not an accident when you guys come on to this live show here. That's not an accident. You're meant to see this today. Some along the line, sometime yesterday, a week ago, whatever it was, you're, you've been sitting there thinking, what, can I just get some information that will actually help me get to where I want to go? Can I get some actual tangible things that I can do? I want to understand what's going on. I know every one of you guys have said that. That's why you're here today. That idea, you gave it to the universe and the universe responded. It responded through me. I'm doing these shows every day. This is how this is this is why in business everyone should be successful generally speaking. Because if you keep telling the universe what you want, it will give it to you. So the universe works the same way as the subconscious mind. If you keep giving the universe that idea of what you want with clarity, a clear, concise, with repetition, and you're emotional about it and you concentrate on it, and you become obsessed about it, it must respond the same way your subconscious mind will respond. It will accept the idea, you'll see the change in your behavior, and then you'll see the change in the universe when it comes to your environment, your circumstances, what you attract to yourself. This is why you see sometimes people who start a new business and they blow up. Why? Because they had 100% belief. They had no doubt. They were very clear on what they wanted. And because they were clear on what they wanted, they had the right energy, they took the right actions, the universe met them and said, hey, here are the people, here are the opportunities, here are the ideas. Or that happens to people over an extended period of time. This is why I was giving you guys the examples of everything that's been invented, created in our world. It's because as a collective, we've been impressing these ideas 
onto the universe. And then the universe speaks through people. Hey, here's an idea. Why don't we try this? Now, listen, this is not church. This is not a religious conversation. But if you are a religious person, just replace the word universe with God, Jesus, spirit. It's all the same thing. God, spirit, the universe, it's omnipresent. It operates all, all the time, everywhere, for every person. It's always here in everything. It, it's who you are. It, it's in you. It's in me. It, no matter where we go. So now, again, if you don't agree with that and you don't understand that, then maybe the whole subconscious mind conversation isn't going to work because you've got to be able to see that for yourself. That's why the law of attraction happens the way that it does. That's why energy is attracted to the same type of energy. So this is why when people say, well, you know, I, I've been asking for this and, you know, I haven't got it. And what they don't understand is when you start to think that way, you're thinking of what you don't want. You're getting emotion involved in it. That's the idea you're impressing upon the uh, universe. That's what you're impressing upon your subconscious mind. What's going to happen? That's what you're going to attract. So when we understand the subconscious mind, we also should understand the universe. And the universe operates by law. Example, the law of cause and effect. The energy you put out is what you get back. Every single time. That's why the people who seem to be very rich and very successful, but treat people with disrespect, they always get what's coming to them. Always. And even if they live a long life, in the end, before they die, they have regret in their heart. There's nobody there for them. This is what we see with drug dealers. This is what we see with cartel people. This is what we've seen with Adolf Hitler. Very successful at what they do. Very successful. Experts at what they were doing. But the law took care of them in the end. They got what was coming for them. So you guys have to understand, everything happens perfectly in this universe. The law of cause and effect, the energy you put out is what you get back. Then there's the law of polarity. There's an opposite to everything. That's why your job every single day is to focus on the good in your life. Focus on the good in the situations that happen. Because when you do that, you're not allowing your old conditioning to get in control of you. And at that point, every little step you take when you do that, every day you're doing that, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind to focus on what's good. Because if there's something negative happening, there has to be something positive happening. You can't have one without the other. They both have to exist. And it's our perception, the way we see the world that gets to decide is something good or bad. Because everything just is. It's our thinking that makes it whatever we want to make it. So where some people see chaos, other people see opportunity. Where other people see poverty, other people see uh, riches. Where other people see lack and scarcity, other people see abundance. That is a choice that you make that's also influenced by your own programming. So we have to understand, I'm not going to get all the way into the universal laws. I'm just telling you that everything operates orally. Everything operates by law. This is why everybody gets the same deal. doesn't matter if you're poor, 
you're rich. It doesn't matter if you were born into a rich family or you were born on the corner somewhere. Everyone is subject to the same laws. What we think about is who we're going to become. It's, it's all the same stuff. Again, that's why people can have all the money in the world, but they can seriously be bankrupt with their relationships, their happiness, their health, their impact on the world. And then there are people where it's the other way around. They have great relationships, but they're not rich. They could be. So we really have to start to understand that when we see things play out in life, that's not accident. That's by law. That's supposed to happen. And that's why I always tell people, stop trying to look for the how before you go to make a decision. Because the how is really none of your concern. God already knows what the how is. Your job is to stay clear about what you want, to believe in it, and then act from that place. Go do your work. And do it to the best of your ability. Do it with the faith that you're going to get what you want. That's all you need to do. But to try to control yeah, you're going to lose every time doing that. And that's what the paradigm wants you to do. It wants to control. It doesn't want you to change. It doesn't want you to let go. It doesn't want you to allow. It wants you to force. We also have to be aware of that. It's really interesting when you start to truly understand this information. And this is not my opinion, guys. This is stuff you can read in a book. It absolutely is. Now, let's get back to this. We talked about how the subconscious mind and the universe operate the same way. It's what we impress upon the subconscious mind that will control our emotions and the energy we send out. And the energy we send out is when we're impressing that same energy upon the universe. And the universe must react to that with the same energy. This is why we get different people into our life. When the opportunities come, why you're watching this right now, you sent the energy out to want to see something like this today, listen to something like this today, and that's what you got. The subconscious mind, it's absolutely amazing thing. But it can be very destructive when we don't understand it. When we don't understand it. So what do we want to understand? Again, what we want to understand is that your subconscious mind is the emotional part of your mind. That's where your emotions are located. Your emotions happen two ways. One, through what you're consciously thinking about, whatever you're giving your energy to. And then two, what you've already been programmed to feel about your life, how you feel about yourself habitually. You've been programmed already. How you feel about money, how you feel about people, how you feel about uh, your career, your place in this life. That's all stuff that was programmed. And so we want to get an understanding of that because that dictates what we attract, how the universe is going to react, which led to number two, that your subconscious mind is exactly the way the universe works. It's whatever you impress upon it with repetition and belief that it will automatically react with the same type of energy. And this is why we say just because you know doesn't mean you're going to do. Just because you know doesn't mean you're going to attract better things. 
And again, this is why a lot of people don't have success when it comes to manifestation or law of attraction or better performance in their life, call it whatever you want. It's because they're not understanding the way their subconscious mind works. They don't understand they have a paradigm that's trying to tell them that they cannot do it. The paradigm does not want you to change. It's a mental program that is set. It doesn't want you to change, but your desire, the spiritual side of you wants to change. Now, this leads me to number three. I told you guys, I'm going to tell you, how do you feed the desire? Get yourself to a level of becoming obsessed because that's how strong your desire must be. Basically, what we're saying here is your desire must be stronger than the paradigm in your subconscious mind. That's what that's what you have to do, because when it's stronger than your old paradigm, you're going to go out there and make things happen. Nothing, nothing is going to stop you. And we've seen this from people we may know personally, or we've seen the results of this from someone who acts this way. They make miracles happen, and it looks simple, and it's magnificent, and it's wonderful. And some of you guys could probably vouch and say, this has happened to you already. But we want to intentionally make this happen again. How do we do that? We got to feed that desire. We got to feed this obsession. We got to keep giving it food. We got to nurture it. Again, this is another universal law, by the way. It's called the law of gender, where you plant a seed and you got to water that seed and you got to protect that seed. And sooner or later, that seed must move into form to its physical equivalent. It must harvest. So your, your desire, your dream, your goal, it's a seed. It's a non-physical spiritual seed right now. You need to plant that seed in your subconscious mind. You need to protect it and you need to feed it. You cannot protect it and feed it when you keep allowing your paradigm to tell you why it's not possible. It's a total contradiction. So we want to feed our desire on a habitual basis every single day. Now, how do we do that? Well, number one is you got to keep imagining yourself experiencing it. Every person who's been highly successful will tell you this is exactly what they do. They dream, they're visionaries, they imagine. That's what they do. Every one of them across the board will tell you they spent a lot of time seeing what they wanted. This happens in sports. This happens on the stage with actress and actors. This happens in music with artists. This happens in painting with an artist. This happens in construction with the architect. They see the outcomes that they want before they move into action. And they keep, and they keep seeing it over and over and over again. They are relentless with this. You got to be relentless with seeing what you want on a daily basis. You can't just do this one time and then that's it. No, you need to keep going back to that picture. You got to keep seeing that. And the more you see it, the more you're going to get emotion involved in it. Now you're feeding that desire. 
Now it's picking up momentum. Why? Because you keep giving it energy. <clears throat> you want to see yourself having it. You want to only think about why it can happen. You also are going to start thinking about how it can happen. And you just got to start, keep feeding that. This is where everybody goes wrong. They get a nice idea in their mind, a dream, whatever it is. They start feeding it. They're like, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, I could do this. Man, this is, yeah, this is, this is a great idea. Yeah, this could really help out a lot of people. And then they, hey, um, um, they go to their friend, right? Hey, James, what do you think of this, man? You think this is, you think I could do this? And James is like, man, haven't you seen the economy? Maybe you should hold off. And then what happens? They killed off their dream just like that. Doesn't take much. Because remember, at that point, it's still a seed. The plant hasn't even grown yet. So especially in the beginning, you must be very observant on who you share this with and also what you expose yourself to that could knock you off this idea. Now, let's let's uh, let's read something here. This would be in chapter nine of Think and Grow Rich called Persistence. Because in order to, to take this seed and have it grow to a point where you can harvest, meaning to take your dream and finally experience it physically in your life, you're going to need persistence. There are four simple steps which lead to the habit of persistence. They call for no great amount of intelligence, no particular amount of education, and but little time or effort. The necessary steps are a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. Guys, obsession. You got to be obsessed. That's all it really is saying. Number two, a definite plan expressed in continuous action. Keyword, continuous. That's, that's, that's where the obsession will always help you. If you're obsessed, you won't ever have to feel like, oh, man, I got to do this today for my dream. You don't feel that way. That's, listen. Kobe Bryant has a great quote about purpose, and one day I'll play it on my channel. He said, if you're the person that has to wake up in the morning and ask, why are you going to work? And you feel like you have to force yourself to go, 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 go to work. That means you're in the wrong profession. When you have a plan, doesn't matter how simple it is, and you're taking action and you got to feel like you're forcing yourself to take action and you feel like you don't want to take the action, you don't have the right goal. You're not obsessed. People who are obsessed about what they want, they don't spend any time complaining about what they need to do. They go do it. Number three, a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. This is what I was just saying. That seed that you planted into the ground, you need to protect it from insects and rodents. Rodents and insects, the analogy here is your friends, your family, strangers, all who do not understand your vision and never will. You have to you just have to go in there knowing that already. Number four, a friendly alliance with one or more persons who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. Keyword accountability here. This is why every one of you guys should have a mentor. Every one of you guys should have someone who's pushing you. Who's telling you that you can do it. Who's getting you to see the greatness within yourself. Because your paradigm is going to try to tell you why you're not great. Why you can't do this. You should wait a little bit longer. You don't have the money. You don't know how. Hey, this is not the right time for this. The economy's bad. 
let's hold off on this. You're not smart enough. You don't have experience enough. Why don't you just go back to college first and then you can start the business, right? It's going to give you all of these ideas. And guys, your paradigm is an expert at this, by the way. So don't disrespect the paradigm by thinking, oh, it's just going to let you do this without any resistance. No, it's going to get you to try to stop. This is why accountability is so important. And I'm not talking about accountability with your best friend who's going nowhere. I'm talking about accountability with individuals who understand what you're trying to do with your life and who are doing it or have done it. Listen. Um, the only break anyone can afford to rely upon is a self-made break. These come through the application of persistence. The starting point is the definition of purpose. So when people say they got lucky, no, it's not that they got lucky, is that they have been persistent in what they wanted. This is why the outcome occurred. This is why the opportunity showed up. That's the way that it works. So we talk about how do we feed this obsession, our desire? It's through persistence. You must be hell bent on this. You've got to be obsessed. You got to go back to thinking about this every single day. And you may want to think about it every single hour. Set a timer on your phone. And just sit there and think about it. This is why Bob Proctor's famous uh, technique is writing your goal on a goal card. Take it out and read it every day. Because every time you read it, it makes you think about it. You're concentrating on it. You're focusing on it. There's so many ways to take this concept and do the same thing, guys. This is what, if you guys were here yesterday, I was telling you about my story, about even the military. What did I do in the military? I would carry the next, the, the next rank with me everywhere I went. I had the next rank in my pocket. That's what I kept concentrating on. That's what I kept seeing every single day. I went a step further and designed every every other uniform. Like, for example, every person usually in the uni, uh, in the military will have at least four uniforms, right? Well, I would keep six uniforms. Two of them had the rank on there that I wanted to be promoted to. That's how obsessed I was. I was so obsessed. I did not want to hang out around people who were my rank. I wanted to hang around people who were two ranks ahead of me. I was so obsessed when everybody wanted to go to the bar and drink. I did not. You're going to piss some people off. That's the reality. You're going to seem like you never want to spend any time with people, but you got to ask the question, are you willing to pay the price for the life you want to live? And that price sometimes includes, you just can't hang out with people right now. It won't always be that way, by the way. And they'll make you try to feel like it will always be that way, but it won't. But there's one way or another, a price must be paid. What is a price? Being the person that would accomplish that. You got to become that person. That person's busy making stuff happen. Putting in that work. Acting in a certain way. So feeding that obsession, guys, is so key. It's going to require persistence. Seeing what you want every single day. Concentrating on it. Focusing on it. Getting emotionally involved in it. 
that's how you're going to be able to feed the desire. You got to just got to keep seeing it. That's the way that it works. Guys, this is no different than what any of us have done already. Some of you guys, which uh, I think I left my phone over there. Uh, let's see here. All right. Here we go. Some of you guys heard about the new Apple Watch Ultra. There are people out there that are obsessed with the Apple Watches. You know what they're doing right now? You know what they're going to do today? What they're going to do today is go to Apple.com and they're going to keep looking at the watch. Then when they're done with Apple.com, they're going to go over to YouTube and they're going to listen to their favorite influencer talk about the Apple Watch Ultra. Then they're going to go back to Apple.com and look at the pricing. Then they're going to go back to YouTube and they're going to look at the videos again. Then they're going to look at the reviews. They're going to keep doing this because they're so obsessed with the watch. They keep feeding the idea. They have a desire to get the watch. They feed their desire by going back to the videos, going back to the uh, talking points about it. They're influencers, people who've already seen it, touched it. They're going to go back to see, okay, how much is it going to cost? All right, how can I make that happen? They're going to be all obsessed. That's all they're thinking about. And when the Apple Watch is available to be ordered, they will put in the order and they will get the watch. This happens every day. People are doing that with the Apple iPhone right now. Some people are doing it because they're dissatisfied with their current iPhone. Maybe they have an older iPhone and now they've gotten to the point where they're so fed up with the iPhone. They say, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get the new iPhone and they will get it. Now, we understand this when we're talking about cell phones and watches, but do we understand that when we're talking about our goals? Are you feeding that desire? That's what you want. That desire is, guys, that's the emotional part of your mind. That's what's going to move you into action. So listening to affirmations are good. Um, let's say you, for example, you want to buy a home, your dream home right now. If, if I were you, I would be just feeding your mind nothing but homes right now. I would just keep feeding it. I'd go on YouTube and look at all the homes. Look at luxury homes. Just keep looking. If you're a person that wants to get a car, go look at a bunch of cars. Go test drive it. Go feel it. Go see what it smells like. This is feeding the desire. If you already know what the house looks like and it's physically already built, go walk in that thing. What it, I mean, because pictures will never do homes justice. You got to go see it. What is it like to stand there? What is it? Picture the, the dining table, the living room, your bedroom, where are the kids going to be. When you do all that, you're feeding the desire. So that's what you want to do because the desire is really located in your subconscious mind, everyone. Desire is an emotion. Desire is something that's looking to be expressed. Desire is something that is looking to manifest itself in its physical form. But it can't do that by itself. You need to feed it. It needs food. It needs food to thrive and grow and become stronger. 
that's where focus, concentration, being persistent, focusing on it every single day comes into play. This is why I always say, everyone, step number one in my process is what is your purpose? Because that gives you the desire to go out there and make changes. That's what Napoleon Hill said. Step one of persistence is what? Let's go back to it. I have money here. <laughs> a definite purpose. A definite purpose backed by burning desire for its fulfillment. Yep. That's what it is, guys. So let's recap. Understanding number one is what? Um, well, let's do it this way. We already talked about how the subconscious mind is the emotional part of your mind. That's what causes you to attract the things that you do because emotions are energy. Everything in this universe is energy and like energy attracts like energy. Number two, the universe, God, spirit, call it whatever you want, operates the same way our subconscious mind does. Whatever you impress upon it is what you will get back. It does not discriminate. And number three, you need to feed the obsession. You need to feed the desire. The desire is in the subconscious mind. It's what is going to move you into action. You do that by using your conscious mind to imagine what you want, to focus on what you want, to concentrate on it. Keep thinking about why it can happen. Keep thinking about how it can happen. Just keep thinking about it at all costs. You must become obsessed about it. And that will change your energy, which is what you're going, you're going to change what you attract and also change your behavior. So you put yourself in a position to receive the thing that you've been so obsessed about. Will that happen overnight? No, probably not. But it will take time. But that time will fly by when you're obsessed. When you're obsessed with something, you're not even thinking about time. Like time is not even a thing. Like when you're really into it and you become it, Time is not on the topic of conversation. It just flies by. Boom, it's in your life. It's when you're not obsessed with it is when you get so obsessed with time. Oh, well, how long is this going to take? Why hasn't this happened yet? And you're already screwed. Because when you start thinking that, that means you're not obsessed. You're, you're in a state of worry and doubt. So what are your questions? Understanding the subconscious mind what are your guys's questions let's open up the call line here if you want to access the call line guys you're gonna to have to go over to youtube and hit the link uh in the uh chat box here which we don't have it yet so give me a second while i get there here we go all right, so you guys can go over to the YouTube. It's pinned at the top of the chat box. And you guys can access or call in to the show to ask your questions about the subconscious mind. Do you understand the subconscious mind? What troubles have you had? What things do you not understand? Let's talk about that. Julia's oops, Julia's calling in, so let me cue this up really quick, Julia, and then we'll get you going. How are you? Yeah. 
So you're, you're asking what steps should you be taking to, to start your business off? I used to have a business for a year and it wasn't my thing because it was a cleaning business and it was way too much. The money was good, but it's not something I'm like totally passionate about. But mm -hmm. I had the sole proprietary and now I'm trying to do a LLC, but trying to do it the best way I can without um, leaving steps out. Okay. What's the business now? What are you doing now? I want to do art, all kinds of like basic art, custom art, and incorporate like painting, drawing, woodworking. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so question number one would be how on a scale of one to 10, how clear are you on the outcome you want when it comes to the art business? I'm really clear that I want to do it. I mean, I'm going to start with the basic things uh, and then work my way up to the custom part. But I want to do it as basic as possible, but set up the company all the way so I can get to custom and then get traffic if it grows and stuff. Okay, but how clear are you like on a scale of one to ten? Ten being absolutely clear. What's the what's the end result that you want? Ten. Okay. And you're clear about the end result? No. I mean, I do want to kind of tie it in uh, with TikTok and being an influencer with mental health that you should do something that you love doing. So there's my total end result isn't clear with the business. At one point, it's clear, but I want it to be affected in different ways than just doing custom art. I want to influence people and help them, like make sure that I like bible verses on or whoever is not into the spiritual part just like that they look at it and they feel better about like just looking at that little sign and put a smile on their face yeah let, let me ask this question um oh you can't even see me i'm sorry about that let me there you go um let me ask you this question um you were just talking about the tiktok thing what type of art are you talking about is this art that you draw out with your hand on a canvas it would be all kinds of, um, I'm very artsy. I love woodworking, which I'm starting to set up my station for woodworking, but I also have access with people that can guide me um, with the woodworking part, but I want to also incorporate my art where I just draw it out on the signs or it can even be a cube or whatever it is. But then also do like custom like drawings or paintings or just do a basic thing for right. people that can afford it as well. I, I don't want to just target one area of people. I want to be able to make it affordable to any anybody. Okay. So my next question would be, what do you feel is the next step you should be taking to make this happen? Open my LLC, get the EIN number. Um, I do not want to put my my information down because I don't want to be totally associated with it. Um, like I need my own EIN number for it. I don't really want my address on it to be tracked down to my home. So I want it to be a like standalone thing that I own. Okay. After that, then what's the next thing you need to do? 
start um, working on some pieces and then like do maybe craft shows or just advertise on my Facebook to local people that know me so they can support me and spread the word. All right. And then what about after that? Maybe do like open up an Etsy shop, well, page or whatever. I haven't looked into that, but I wanted to do craft shows because that's going to target the people and city around me. Right. So you got the craft shows going. Uh, Well, let's start again. You got the LSC, E&I is set up. Uh, You've already started making some work. You put it on Facebook. You reached out to your friends. You've got it on Etsy. And so what would you do after that? I am I am worried about hiring other people because I tried to do it with my other business and I'm kind of worried about people not doing the work how I want it to be done. But I mean, eventually I would like to grow the company, but that's like way into the future. Right. So what you're just saying is what your paradigm, that's really your paradigm talking, right? You're, that, you're- I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt, but I don't know what paradigm. Yeah, yeah. So it means your old conditioning, like, right? You have a limiting belief because of your past experiences. That's your limiting belief talking, not really you. So the question Mm -hmm. is, or your answer is really, I need to hire a person after that, right? Or look at hiring a person. Okay, so let's say you've hired the person. Then what should you do then? Because you talked about social media or TikTok, right? I would like to, um, the, the advertising part, I would like to do myself because I'm also into photography and like, um, exploring my options into like knowing how to advertise. I love learning things, right? how to bring stuff out around my house or just like woodworking that I learned from a friend who's a veteran. So I am open to like learning and doing as much things as possible by myself, but not to the point that I'm overwhelmed. So I would love if I get to that point to be able to hire people that are my friends, but that can be professional. Okay. So if we stop here, is it fair to say, you know, exactly what to do? Cause you kind of just laid it all out for us. Yeah. I think I just need the confirmation that I do I am going the right direction. It's Julia, right? Yes. Julia, you you absolutely are going in the right direction. You just need to go do it. Okay. Yeah. Because you, because you were able to tell me all these answers, that's exactly what you want. You already know. Yeah. And the last business was necessary because it taught you what you don't want, right? Yeah. You don't want to have mean, a, Yeah, you don't want to have a business where there's no passion involved. Right? That's but, where I think it will drive me to even do the parts because I waited last minute, not even last minute. I waited so long to do my taxes. I never tracked my mileage, my outgoing uh, money that I had to invest into like cleaning supplies which is super high, but then I had to calculate it for the whole year and I was pushing it off so I know I love routines and I know I have to keep track of it and have like, right. I actually want to build a bookshelf so I can have everything organized and go about it the right way this time. Yeah. So here's, here's my, and I'll, uh, or are there any other questions? No. Okay. So here, That's here's the, cool. here's like the takeaway. Here's the recommendation. So you've got to 
what you just told me, so you may want to go back and obviously listen to this and you can on YouTube or, or Spotify, um, but you want to keep saying what you just told me to yourself. I'm going to go open up my LLC, my EIN. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go do that. Then I'm going to start with the art. Then you go do that. You, you got to keep feeding your mind what you just told me. Keep replaying that in your mind. And as long as you keep doing that, you will do it. The problem and the mistake you want to avoid is when your limiting beliefs start telling you why you can't. So when you say, oh, I'm at a point where I'm making money, I'm, I built this uh, customer base, I need some help, I need to go hire someone, and then that limiting belief is going to be like, oh, well, wait, last time you did that, don't you remember this happened? You, you got to ignore that. You just got to keep going. Okay? I have a question for yes. Dan. Are you able to... Like once you start hiring people, are you able to just hire people on on like, hey, I need help this week for this many hours because I can't hire you full time. But I'm like, it's I'm I don't know. Is that something I can do? You could do anything. Um, there is no like one answer. You could do anything. You may have a friend who just doesn't have nothing to do and they'd rather volunteer their time to help you. You okay. may have someone I like who's. That because I do. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt. No, go ahead. I do have a lot of stay-at-home moms that would like to make like a little bit of income while they have time. So that would be great to like there for you them go. to support me, and they, I can support them. There you go. Yep. See, Julia, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, hey, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. You, you take care. Have a good day. Yep. You too. Bye. Let's see here. All right. Okay, everyone. Julia is amazing, isn't she? You see, the vast majority of people, well, I guess let me back up before I say that. Let me say it this way. Some of you guys already know what you want. Some of you guys already know what you should do, but you don't absolutely believe yet, which is why you got to keep replaying it in your mind and keep telling yourself why you can do it. This is why reading books like these will help you, especially if you have a goal and you're doing something, just reading the book and you don't have nothing going on. I don't think a person is really going to get much from that. But when you already have an objective, you have an aim, you have a dream, you have a goal, you have an idea, and then you pick up this book, yeah, you're going to get a lot out of it. Because this book is going to help you tell you why you can do it. And the reason why the reality is we need to hear that is because for a majority of our lives, we've heard what we can't do. Everyone has told us what's not possible, what we can't do. You're not qualified. You're too young for that. Right? It's all a bunch of I can'ts. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's what it's about. All right. Generally speaking, um, uh, think, thinking grow rich is the book guys. It's not, it doesn't matter the book, by the way, <laughs> we, we, me and my wife, we talk about this all the time. It's not the book. The book is, it could be any book. It's your application of the book that matters, not the actual book itself. 
Because if the book is written and it's a popular book and millions have purchased the book, it probably has something that actually works in that book. So it doesn't really matter the book, guys. It's the application of the book is where the focus should be. Am I applying what I'm learning in the book? Or am I just gathering more information? All right, that's what you want to ask yourself. All right, guys, call lines open. So if anyone else wants to call in, I'll keep it open here. And let's get to your guys' questions. Let's take care of people on YouTube. Let's see here. As soon as I get back to the video. Here we go. Sorry, guys. Give me a second here. Get my stuff together. All right. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I have a, I've, I have a dream, a goal. I don't know how to achieve. I just understand only key is dream into the subconscious mind. So I really need emotional repetition. So the question is, what should I do daily? My dream is so clear. Give us your advice, such as visualizing your dream morning and night, so on. I don't know what should I do after making a committed decision. All right. Well, it sounds like there's a little overthinking so let me simplify it for you. If you're very clear about what you want, then the next logical question or the next question is, what's one thing you can do today to make that happen? What's one thing? That's why I was just asking Julia, hey, what's, what, what step do you feel you should be taking? And keyword, I said feel, because your intuition already knows. So... What do you feel you should be doing to make this dream a reality? So if you're already doing the mental work where you're visualizing, you're focusing on it, you're doing all that, then you got to back that up with some action. What are you doing to move closer to the dream? What physically, what physical things can you do? So that's, that's what I would be thinking about if I were you. All right. So it sounds like you got step one down. Feed the desire, get clear on what you want. Number two, keep increasing your belief level by continuing to think about it, but then to also increase your belief level, you need to take action. You have, you have to take action. And that action can come from, here we go, let me read it to you guys. This may be very helpful for some of you guys. Chapter four, auto-suggestion, by the way. Um, this would be page 110 in my version. 
Napoleon Hill says, do not wait for a definite plan through which you intend to get what you want. But begin at once to see yourself in possession of what you want and understand that your subconscious mind will hand over the plans that you'll need to make it happen. So you must be on the alert and look out for these plans and when they appear, put them into action immediately. When the plans appear, they will probably flash into your mind through the sixth sense in the form of an inspiration. This inspiration may be considered a direct telegram or message from the universe. Treat it with respect and act upon it as soon as you receive it. Failure to do this will be fatal to your success. So if you're already clear on what you want, you've been thinking about it, I can guarantee you probably have already received an idea or two on what you should be doing. So the question here is, have you executed that idea? You guys paying attention? When you start to obsess over what you want, you will get intuitive ideas. The problem that people run into is that these intuitive ideas, they usually go counter to uh, logic. They don't make any sense. But they feel good when you think about them. But they don't make any sense according to the current results. You've got to ignore that and execute that idea because it's on purpose. And if you are unable to execute that idea immediately, what you should be doing is at least writing that idea down. See, when you start giving so much energy to that image, to that imagination, to the goal, what you're doing is you're sending out that energy. So the universe must react to that energy and send you ideas to turn that image into its physical equivalent. This is what we call inspired action. Intuitive ideas. You get it. You start to feel good. You're like, oh, man, I should do that. You have to execute immediately because if you don't, your paradigm, your conditioning, your limiting beliefs, they're going to try to tell you why you can't do it. This is why chapter six, imagination, Napoleon Hill says, man's only limitation within reason lies in his, in his development and use of his imagination. He has not yet reached the apex of development in the use of his imaginative faculty. He has merely discovered that he has an imagination. And has commenced to use it in a very elementary way. So he goes on to say that by using your imagination in a creative way, the finite mind of a person has direct communication with the universe. It is the faculty through which hunches, inspiration, intuitive ideas are received. It is by this faculty that all basic or new ideas are handed over to people from the universe. It is through this faculty that thought vibrations from the minds of others are received. This is why I was saying, when you obsess over an idea and you keep obsessing over it, someone else in the world is thinking about it as well. Because that person will end up coming into your life some way, shape, or form. Again, that's why you guys are here watching this right now. You have in your mind that you want to get better. And you don't want to just hear more information. You want to hear, how do I do this? Practical information, which is what led you to this show today. That's how it happens. It's because you're creatively using your imagination. 
He goes on to say it is through this faculty that one individual may tune in or communicate with the subconscious minds of other people. The creative imagination works automatically in the manner described in the uh, subsequent uh, in the prior pages. This faculty functions only when the conscious mind is vibrating at exceeding rapid rate, as for example, when the conscious mind is stimulated through the emotion of a strong desire. I, that's what I was just saying. The obsession. When you obsess, you're sending strong energy out into the universe. It must react to that energy with people opportunities and ideas that come into your mind it has to happen but it can't happen for people who are all over the place this is why you got to focus one thing at a time the creative faculty becomes more alert more receptive to vibrations from the sources mentioned uh in in portion to its development through use uh, this statement is significant ponder over it before passing on um let's see here yeah i'm gonna stop there i think you guys are getting the jets when you continue to feed your desire you continue to get obsessed you continue to keep seeing what you want you continue to feel the emotion you're sending energy out the universe must react to that with the same energy how the universe reacts to that is through people through intuitive ideas or hunches, as Napoleon Hill says, okay, and opportunities. This is how it happens. All right. Let's see here. Let's, oh, we don't even have our phone connected here. There we go. Now, as a reminder, if you still, if you guys still want to call into the show, we'll leave it open. You just got to go over to YouTube and hit the link. All right. Let's look at what people are saying on TikTok. Now, hold on. Let me make sure I address YouTube. My apologies. Uh. You're absolutely welcome. Eliminating resistance. What's the best way in your opinion? All right, let's go full screen. The best way to eliminate resistance is to not think about it in the first place. That is a very in-depth answer, and you should really think about what I'm saying. The best way to eliminate resistance in your life is to not think about even doing that. The key here is to stop thinking about what you don't want and only think about what you do want. So, for example, <coughs> when you're in a situation that maybe you don't like, you don't favor because of past experiences in your life, your objective is not to think about that. Your objective is to think about what you want instead. Look for the good in it. This is why I say the law of polarity. There's an opposite to everything. If you're in a situation you don't like, understand something. There's something good there. But it's your responsibility to look for it. If you look for it, the resistance goes out the window. Another thing about eliminating resistance 
is stop trying to force things to happen. Stop focusing on how. And just focus on what you want. Focus on executing your inspired ideas. Focus on taking action with unwavering faith every day. And understand the results will show up. And be grateful. I'd probably say if you're really grateful, you won't have resistance issues. Um, but I find that resistance comes because people are thinking about what they don't want. They're tied up in the how. They want it to happen like, yes, it's all from a place of lack and scarcity. Great question. Thank you, Chelsea. All right. Let's look at these questions on TikTok. Uh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves everyone. When saying I'm grateful, all I can do is try and mean it or try and feel it. I would remove try and just say feel it, live it, become it. All right. Pat the King says, hey, Devorey, I have a burning desire to help men, but I'm afraid, young men, but I'm afraid I'm not qualified enough. How do I conquer that fear? You conquer the fear by going out and helping these young men. That's as simple as I can make it. The only way you're going to conquer your fear about anything in life is through the repetition of doing what you're scared of. This is where thought, feeling, and action must be in alignment with each other. You must see what you want, get emotionally obsessed with it, and step out and take action even though you get scared. Your desire for wanting to help these young men must be stronger than the fear itself. So, as simple as I can make it, put yourself on the hook. Set something up. Let people know, hey... This coming up Saturday, I'm going to be uh, hosting a, an event for young men to come out to. You guys can get some free mentorship. Call it whatever you want, but put yourself on the hook to do something. Because the fear won't go away unless you act it out. You have to act despite the fear to get rid of it. And it's through the repetition. It's just like when you first went to go drive a vehicle, when you first get in your license, you were scared. And through the repetition of you driving that vehicle, you went from being very scared to now you're not scared when you drive a vehicle. It's the same thing. All right. Hold on, guys. Is it Joseph? Hello? 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 How, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Is it Joseph? Yes, this is Joseph. What, what's your question? Um, firstly, I wanted to say 
thanks for the great content you're putting out there. I would say it's really helped me redefine uh, a lot of things about my life. Uh, question is, how exactly do I uh, work around my limiting beliefs? So a little uh, sidetrack, uh, I'm a medical student from Zambia, Africa. Um, but then I've always had a dream of being an author. Uh, yes, since I was young, I've always wanted to be a writer. But then there are so many limiting beliefs considering that I've been uh, in, a, in Africa and the reading culture here isn't as much. Yeah, so I was thinking of how exactly I can work around that limiting belief. So, so I've actually thought about publishing, uh, self-publishing. Okay. And there's actually, uh, yes, there's actually a possibility that uh, that can work out. And uh, like what you said earlier on in the live, that somehow we intuitively know what we're supposed to do. But then I don't know what just happens with the limiting beliefs and the conditioning. One of the comments was, uh, uh, one of the people commented that you should also take note of the environment you're in. I think that is also a problem that I've also seen. So okay. yeah, I know this is a lot. No, no, no. I, but I, I hope it's. No, no. I, I, have the, I have a question I want to ask you. I already understand what you're saying. Okay. So um, question okay. is, um, where are you getting your information from that you believe that you can't do this? Hmm. I think it's, it's just for my own thoughts, I would say. Yes, just my own thoughts. All right. Especially, but where, um, but where, are you, but where are you getting it from? Like, why are you thinking that way? Like, did, did you see something? Did you read something? Did you hear somebody say something? Why would you think that? I think... Uh, I would. I think it's coming from the fact that no one has ever done what I want to do. Of course, we've had writers, but then to the the, the the capacity that I want to do it at, no one has ever done it. So there's that element of being well, the first. Well, how do you thing. know? Yeah, let me ask you this: How do you know no one's ever done that? How do you know that as a I fact? I mean, in in my country. I meant in my country as opposed to uh, worldwide. So you're saying in the last hundred years, no one has done what you're looking to do? In my region? Yes. Yes. Okay. And have you done research to verify that? Yes, I have. Okay. All right. So you're you're looking to do something no one's ever done before, which is great, by the way. Um, now have you seen people do it on some level? Like, are there authors from your country? Yes, they, they are. Yeah. Okay. So you could definitely be an author, right? Yes, definitely. Yes, okay. Definitely. All right. So what's the other belief that's causing you not to do it? Mm, I think. The how. I think you also mentioned on, it touched on the how. I think I focus too much on the how as opposed to just thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you? That. Yes, I focus. Do you already know the book you want to write? Yes, though I don't have the idea yet, but then it has to do with African fantasy. So I, I, I do know what I want to write and I have a vague idea of what it would be about. Okay. All right. So that, that I hear yeah. a problem right there, 
You need to be feeding yes, that yes. idea. You haven't fed it any food. No, I haven't. That, that's why it's vague. Yes. So here's one takeaway already from our discussion is you need to go back to really get clear on what is it that you're looking to write. Okay. I'm not talking about what words you're going to use and how the chapters are going to be laid out. I'm talking about what's the exact idea, what's the outcome of the book that you want. Oh, by, by outcome, you mean? The end result. After the book has been written, what do you want, want to happen? What impact do you want it to make for people? What do you want the book to truly be about? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Because the stuff in the middle, that always will be taken care of. Yes. You know, like when we, so for everyone listening, what we want to do with our dreams, our goals, or our I ideas, we want to go to the end. What's the end result? Not the middle. Because the middle can always change. It's the end result that we're looking for. We really don't care how we get there as long as we get there. Right? Joseph? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So you want to focus on the, the, the end result. What, what impact do you want the book to make? What do you want the book to be about? You know, things of what do you, how do you want the uh, book to impact other people? You know, things like that, that, that will help you get the, very emotional about it. Like, yes, for yes. example, what's more, what's more emotional, how many chapters are going to be in the book or somebody saying, Hey, Joseph, I read this book and it changed my life. I think uh, someone saying that they read the book and it changed their life. Yeah. I think that's what I actually want, yes. Yeah. So you got to just keep thinking about that. Okay. I will right. definitely start thinking in those lines. What's the other belief? Um, mostly it's, it's the how, I would say. Mostly it's the, it's the how. The second one is, so I'm in mid school, so... Mm -hmm. Somehow I have the I don't have time belief of which I I know deeply that's just a lie that I'm telling myself. Okay. Um, yes, right. especially when I started uh, consuming most of your content, I started being aware that this was just right. Uh, thought that I somehow believed, but wasn't true because I still have time to do certain things. But then when it comes to right. the scene, I'll just say no, I don't have time. When I'm in med school. Okay, hold on. Uh, not to compare. Yeah, okay. hold on. Yes. I, I got you. Do this. You ready? Yes. Now, um, here's the okay. Here's the biggest thing you should be doing. You ready for this? The biggest thing okay. that you should be doing is writing down in a gratitude list every day that you are grateful okay. that you are always finding time to write your book and you enjoy the process. Okay. You are grateful that everything you need to publish the book has showed up for you or is showing up. Okay. You see what you're doing? You're writing down what you want in the present tense in a gratitude statement. Yes. Does that make yes. sense? It makes a lot of sense, actually. So you're saying, I don't have time. You're right, because that's what you keep saying. But if you stop saying yes. that and saying, you know what? I'm finding time. I always have time. It always works out. It will. Yes. Yes. Because that's the energy we send out, and that's what we get back. Yes, I see. I never thought of it that way, but yes, I'll definitely start doing that. Yeah. 
Any other questions? Um, I think for now, uh, this is very helpful. Okay. Yes. And well, you, thank you for. So, Joseph, uh, sorry. Let me, uh, yeah, yes. let me let me just say this one thing before we hop off. How long? Let me ask you this, and I want everybody to listen to this question. By the way, how long have you been thinking about publishing this book? Since 2016, but I've had it even before that. Though it was just a feeling, I thought I had a story to tell. But 2016 was the time I actually said I definitely want to publish the book. So five years. But I've written. I've been writing. Yes, approximately five years. But then in that five years, I was working on something else in terms of writing, not the actual thing that I wanted to write, but something else. So I asked that question because I want to leave you off with this. There's no reason okay. for you to wait any longer. If you've been thinking okay. about this for the last five years, it's who you are, Joseph. You're supposed to be an author. Okay. Right. You, and, and again, if you were not supposed to be an author, you wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't fantasize about it. It's who you really are. You should be an author. You have a story to tell. You should get that story out there. And if you have any problems trying to figure out why you need to do it, go back to how this is going to help people. Okay. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's where persistence, repetition, you know, this is what you got to go back to every day. Okay. I will do that. All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Joseph. Thank you. All right. Oh, and by the way, uh, when you do finally take an action, which I expect you will in the next week or so, make sure you come back on this show and let us know, okay? Uh, all right. I will do that. All right. Take care. Same. All right. Guys, I was just like Joseph. You know what's interesting though? I knew I should have been doing this when I was 18 years old. I, I, I naturally can speak on a stage with no issues. I may stutter, I may fumble my words, but I'll never get nervous. Speaking is a talent that I have. And I knew from when I was 18 years old, when I was in the military, I was given an opportunity to speak in front of, I think it was about 400 or 500 soldiers and do an actual training. Um, it, I got so much feedback from it. They said, oh my God, you're naturally good at this. You should absolutely be doing this. Well, of course, I don't have anybody really in my life to keep telling me, hey, you can do that. You should develop that. You should go after that. It was only after going through a decade of my life that I realized yeah, I, I should finally just commit. Because if, I, if I've still been thinking about that all this time, that's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And get this, guys. It takes no effort for Joseph to write that book because he already knows what he wants to say. It takes no effort for me to get on here and do these shows and coach and mentor people because this is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is why... Purpose is everything. 
You have a purpose. I have a purpose. Joseph has a purpose. Julia has a purpose. And I can guarantee Joseph's, Joseph's purpose is to share his story to inspire other people from his country. Julia's purpose is probably to use her talents with painting and art and creative things to inspire people to live a happier life. My purpose is to use my talents in speaking and coaching and motivating and inspiring people so they can succeed in their life. Every one of us, we have a purpose. The number one question here, folks, is have you made a commitment to living that and dedicating your life to that purpose? Because once you do, that's when things start happening. That's when you start really getting fulfillment and start feeling more, uh, you know, having that happiness. That's when you start really growing as a person. That's when you really start helping people. Because that's exactly what your purpose is about. But every time, what do we hear? We hear the same thing. Limiting beliefs, they stop people from doing that. Limiting beliefs is what? It's one of the ideas that is located in your paradigm, the mental program, your conditioning from your childhood, your genetic uh, programming as well. So remember, the subconscious mind controls 96% of everything that we do. Limiting beliefs are inside your subconscious mind. So that's just why we've been talking about this for the last couple of days is because the true change is going to happen in your subconscious mind. And then that's why I said in the last step here, you want to keep feeding that desire. The desire must be stronger than your limiting belief. In order to make that happen, you got to keep going back to that image. Keep going back to that fantasy. Keep feeding it. Keep telling yourself why you can do it. Keep looking at how you can do it. Keep seeing yourself doing it. And then the most important ingredient here is step out and actually do it. Doesn't matter if you're scared. Doesn't matter if you don't know how. Doesn't matter if you don't have any experience. You can only get the experience by stepping out and taking action. Nobody can give you the experience. You can only receive the experience by doing. So Nike has it on point. Just do it. <laughs> One of the best campaigns ever. Just do it. Doesn't matter. Well, my friends don't think I could do it. Just do it. Well, I don't have all the qualifications. Just do it. Well, you know, I never done it before. Just do it. Well, I, I, my family, they're, you know, they don't understand. Just do it. Well, my friends, you know, they're going to think I'm weird. Just do it. Well, I don't have the money yet. Just do it. Doesn't matter how we approach it, we'll always arrive at the same truth. You got to do it. Great call, by the way, uh, Joseph. Appreciate you calling in. All right. Is having strong emotions bad or good for subconscious mind? Not being bad? I don't understand that question. If you can rephrase that, that would be nice, Anthony. Uh, let's see here. Here's a good one. Also, putting an emphasis on the process and not the outcome. One of the things that I bring up to my clients is this. Celebrate the discipline, not the outcomes. Make the goal what you're supposed to be doing today. Celebrate that. Did you get done what you were supposed to do today? Make that the win. 
Focus on that. You've already established what you want. You're already clear on that. But you've got to celebrate the disciplines. You've got to keep yourself emotionally involved, which is why we always hear the statement, fall in love with the process. How do you open up a window to change the subconscious mind? Uh, I don't really understand what you mean by that. So I don't think any, I don't think I said the words, you need to be extremely emotional. What I said was you need to fall in love. You need to become obsessed. You need to feed the desire. And you do that through repetition of thinking about it in the first place. And when you think about what you want, it's not from a place of not having it. It's from a place of already having it. When you think of what you want, you need to see yourself experiencing it in the present tense. Guys, I'm not saying anything we don't do already. Let's go back to the athletes. They do this. Before they throw the football, they see in the present tense where they want the ball to go. The receiver, when the ball is coming his way, he sees where he wants to catch it. When the running back gets the ball... They see the hole that they're going to enter and how they're going to outmaneuver the defender. They see that in their mind before they execute. It happens in a matter of seconds, sometimes in a millisecond. The painter sees the image in their mind before they paint. The musician who sings, hears the lyrics, sees the words in their mind before they speak them. So when you keep feeding that way of thinking, you'll always get the idea you'll do it. All right, let's see here. Been there, done that. Don't know what you mean by that. Can we agree it's too many free... I don't even know... Where, where's the moderators at? Like, what is this right here? What does this have to do with what we're talking about today? What Look, what does this have to do with what we're talking about? All we're talking about in today's show is helping you get what you want in your life. In order to do that, you must change what's happening in your subconscious mind. We're here to teach people how and what they need to understand about their subconscious mind. What does it have to do with those comments? Thank God I disconnected my cable. Uh, do I know Dr. Miles? Uh, I don't know him personally. I have seen his stuff.
you can't feel happy all the time. So how long is too long to stay in low energy? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, guys, I think I said it during the, the broadcast here. Your objective is not to feel happy 24-7. Your objective is to feel happy most of the time. And sometimes it's more being focused on what's the best or what's the next best feeling. So maybe you're angry about something. You need to get yourself from being so angry to just being content and just accepting for what it is. And then from that place, maybe you can get up to some gratitude. And then from gratitude, now you're back to being happy. But what I always tell people is when you're upset for a week, oh, you're in trouble. Matter of fact, when you're upset all day, that could be a problem. Now, if you get upset for a couple of hours, okay. But you don't want to, here's the problem. People become upset for years. That's the real tragedy. So, yeah, you got to just do the best that you can. But what if people direct their energy towards me? Again, you get to choose how you're going to respond to what other people do. When you don't really choose intentionally, you allow what they're doing to control you. How can I be more productive? You got to get clear on what you want. You got to have a target and outcome. You got to have a target and outcome. You got to have a goal. You got to have something that you're falling in love with. That'll make you really productive. You're not going to be productive, motivated, inspired, disciplined, effective for no reason. You've got to have a burning desire for something. That's what is the root cause to making those changes in your life. Being disciplined is giving yourself a command and following it. Why would I follow a command if I don't have a reason to? If I want to be motivated, why am I going to be motivated? I won't be motivated for nothing. There's got to be a reason. If I'm going to be productive, why? Where is that going to take me to? I need to know what that is. Because if I know where it's taking me to, then I can get emotional about it, which will cause me to be productive. Emotion is what controls your behavior. Yo, what radio station are you on? I'm on YouTube. <laughs> Hello, brother. Great job. Keep up the great work. Thank you. All right. What is a paradigm? P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M. It's more of a fancy word to say that um, it's your conditioning. It's your programming the way that you see the world. Your perception, your ability to earn money, your ability to develop relationships, your effectiveness, how productive you are, how disciplined you are, what you believe in, the habits you've developed over time, and the concept you have of yourself. When you roll all that up, 
It's called a paradigm. It's a mental program that's in your subconscious mind. And it's what's controlling what you're doing every single day. So if we want to change the outcomes we're getting, we need to change what we're doing. If we're going to change what we're doing, we need to change what's in our subconscious mind. If we're going to change what's in our subconscious mind, we need to change what we're thinking about. This is what I was saying earlier. You need to stop thinking about what you don't want and you need to start focusing on what you do want. Stop describing your life based on what you don't want and start describing your life based on what you do want. So when you're in, a, for example, this can happen at work, in your family and on an individual level. Let's take work, for example, your business or your career. You guys are in a meeting. The manager says, yes, this is what we want to do. We want to accomplish this. And then you always get that person that says, well, wait, we can't do that. That's a limiting belief. And what you want to always do with yourself is say, wait, hold up. Let's not think about why we can't do this. Let's not think about what we don't want. Let's focus on what we do want. How can we do this? With your family, it's the same thing. What can we do collectively as a team? How can we make this happen on an individual level? What can I do? This is why I always ask people, what do you feel the next step you should be taking? Because generally people already know the answer. We want to focus on what we want, not what we don't want. Feed the desire, yes. Look at that. We have somebody here in the comment section that's saying exactly what I said. They uh, kept the picture of the home that they wanted, which is what they live in now. They were told it would take a year. They got it in six months. Can you feed the desire too much? No. I don't think you can feed it enough. My general advice on that is you should be obsessed at a minimum. You, you got to just be stubborn with it. It's like this person here was told, oh, yeah, it's going to take a while. And they're like, no, I'm going to get this. I don't care how long it takes. And they end up getting it quicker than what they were told because they believed. That's why um, I think it's, uh, I don't want to butcher the name, but uh, Tara 23, it says, speak it, believe it, receive it. Exactly. You got to know it's yours and not take no for an answer. That's it. Yep. You see, we use the word wanting or focus on what you want. Yes. But what you want to do is take it one step further and get yourself emotionally to a point where you believe it's already yours. It's a foregone conclusion and nothing is stopping you from having it. That would be obsession. Hey, coach, I'm having issues pushing through the limiting beliefs. Yeah, Kim will definitely, because uh, you're a client of mine, will definitely get in depth about that on our call that we have coming up, of course. Um, but generally speaking, um, the thing about limiting beliefs is you have to continue to question them. Some of them are going to take a while. Some of them won't take a while. It'll be very quick. But you got to keep questioning them. Where did I get this from? Why do I believe this? Who told me that? 
Because every time you're spending time questioning them, you're not spending any energy uh, believing in it. So just to answer your question here, uh, and we'll go more in depth about the exact limiting belief when we get on a call. The first step is you need a question. You need to reevaluate why you think that way, why you believe in that. Where'd that come from? Who did you, who'd you get that from? What did you get that from? And through the reevaluation of that, you'll start to see why it doesn't make any sense. You have to go through that mental process. And then what you got to do is start focusing on what you want to believe. And then start feeding that energy. And to feed the energy of what you want to believe means you have to act that belief out. All right. Um, it says, I heard that it's not good for the soul to be so obsessed with a person, but person that's too much because then you're pulling on their, I'm not too sure what you mean by that. How to get clarity on desire? Well, desire is um, based on what you want. The want is in your conscious mind, what you're thinking about. The desire is in your subconscious mind, your emotional part of your mind. By thinking about what you want with repetition and seeing yourself having it, you will feed that desire in your subconscious mind and it will get stronger and stronger and then your behavior will change. Um, yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about in the comment section. I don't know what, I don't know what the smiles conversation is about. So we'll just scroll past that. The book is Think and Go Rich. Julia, I can help you. I've hired before. What are you talking about, Teflon? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Serving the community and making someone smile in a business is to, and a business is, is a separate calling, in my opinion. I think that's what she's trying to say. And where's my moderator at? Some of these comments are outrageous today. Uh, another way is to help resistance is change your environment, places you're in, people you hang with. Another way to help resistance is to change your environment, places you're in, people. Guys, usually I'll have moderators in here, but I'll tell you right now, 
Um, if you start putting the same comment multiple times, you'll just get muted. All right. This doesn't help people. Yeah, so I think my resistance stems from the fear of failure. So let's explore the fear of failure really briefly, and then we got to wrap this up. The fear of failure. You have a fear of failure because you were not allowed to fail when you were a child. That's number one. Number two, what does failure even mean? Failure means that you quit and you stop and you no longer take action. So are you really going to fail? And number three, we got to change the story around failure. If something doesn't work out, that is also a great thing because there was a lesson involved and you can't learn, become more experienced, become more mature in what you're trying to do if you don't learn what doesn't work. So we got to change the conversation on that. I'm enjoying this live and reprogramming my belief by active listening. Awesome. Yep, just do it. How do you fall in love with the process while ensuring you're going in the right, if you're doing it the right way? Well, it's very simple. Um, do, if you're clear on what you want, you feel good about what you want, you're taking action towards what you want, you're following your intuition, you'll always be on, on the right path. You know you're on the wrong path when you notice that you're confused, you're starting to feel, um, or you're starting to experience procrastination. You're not doing what you said you were going to do. That's how you know you're going in the wrong direction. If you don't feel scared or uncomfortable in some way, you're not going in the right direction, people. This is what we must understand. If you have a goal, a dream, it's way outside where you are today. It's outside your comfort zone. So when we become scared, a fear of failure, fear of success, whatever your fear is, when you have doubts or worries or you have anxiety, you must understand I'm having these emotions because I'm stepping outside my comfort zone. That means I'm going in the right direction. But within time, through the repetition of me continuing to take action, that will go away. And then when I make another big goal, it'll happen again. But what we're trained to think is when you become scared or you have anxiety, you should stop. No, you got to keep going. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Seven time Mr. Olympia, the GOAT, Ronnie Coleman pictures himself winning. His name announced, trophy given, exactly. They all do this. Kobe Bryant from a young age saw himself winning an NBA championship with the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's what happened. Every one of these people. It's, it's always going to be the same story, guys. It's always the same story. They visualized it in their mind somewhere along the line, whether it was when they were a kid, when they were young, or even when they were adult, they just kept visualizing it. They believed and they took relentless action. Even when it seemed like they were never going to get any results, they showed up anyway. That's where I said, that's where the obsession comes in. That's where the persistence comes in. This is why you can't, you should never be sleeping on the power of the universe or God, because just because something physically doesn't look like it's going to happen doesn't mean it won't. We've seen this time and time again. We got to stop allowing the physical appearances to do our thinking for us, and we got to use our imagination to focus on what we want instead.
What questions should one ask to be clear on what we want or what our purpose is? Well, I think where you should start is by writing out what is the life you want to live? Who do you want to become? What do you want to be doing? What is it that you want to achieve in the different areas of your life? This is why in my profile, I have the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet, which is free to download. Because the purpose of that cheat sheet is to help someone write out whatever's going on in their mind on a piece of paper when it comes to their purpose and getting clear on it. And then after that, I have the Purpose Blueprint ebook and the course that's bundled together to walk people through the steps of actually realizing their purpose, making a plan around that purpose, mapping it out, and taking action on that purpose. So those are two things that you could do. Um, if you're on YouTube, Moonstone Scarlet, if you want to ask a question, go ahead. Moonstone Scarlet, username on YouTube. Go ahead, ask, ask your question. Uh, so yeah, uh, the questions um, is, what do you want to be doing? What do you want to have? What is it you want to achieve in your life? I think about it, different areas of your life, finances, your relationship, your career, your health. What, do you, what impact do you want to leave behind? How do you want to help people? These are all questions you can start asking yourself. How do you program your subconscious mind? Well, I think we've been going through that in the last couple of days. So I guess let's do it this way. The best thing you should be doing is getting clear on exactly the one thing that you want more than anything. Falling in love with that idea, becoming emotion involved in it, getting obsessed about it, believing in it. How do you do all those things? You keep thinking about it relentlessly. Every day, every hour, that's what you're thinking about. That's step number one. Step number two, through the repetition of doing that, you're going to plan it in your subconscious mind. And then three, you need to take action. You need to act like you are that person already. That means when you're faced with a decision, you need to make the decision that will help you get there. No matter if you don't have the money, you don't know how long it's going to take, you don't have time, decide to do it anyway. And figure it out as you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's more to that. But I'm going to stop right there. Because it could take a while. Let's see here. Is Miles Monroe your mentor? No. My mentor is Bob Proctor. A lot of the stuff that I talk about that I learn is directly from him. I think I just I answered the question about the purpose. So again, profile. Download the Purpose Finder cheat sheet. Um, but if I was going to simplify it, guys... Your purpose is the thing you love to do with your life. It's what you're going to dedicate your life to. I've dedicated my life to helping you succeed in your life. Now, how do we do that? Or how do I do that? 
Well, I use my gifts and talents to do that. What are my gifts and talents? Speaking, mentoring, coaching. That's how I do it. Why do I do that? Because I want to make sure that when I'm gone, people will always say, uh, he made my life better. He made the world a better place. He was part of the growth and advancement of our society. That's purpose. All right. I think we worked through all the questions. Uh, let's see. We'll address this comment really quickly. It's dedic I'm dedicated to doing social services and education, but it often leaves me financially struggling. Now, um, the reason why that's happening is because that's the way you see things. You believe that, so that's what you'll experience. What you got to do is start changing what you just said to what you want somebody is making good money off social services and education somebody is somebody is your objective is to start thinking like that person and start figuring out how to do it in that way you can't do that when you keep saying things like that you got to let that go and pull out a gratitude list write it down on a gold card I'm so happy and grateful now that um, I'm able to work in social services and, and education and get paid um, comfortably for it. And that's what you want to repeat to yourself. You want to change the story on that. And that's going to lead to you actually emotionally believing in it, which will cause you to attract the idea the people, the circumstances, the opportunities that will help you realize that in your life. That's what you have to do. You've got to change how you're describing that situation. If you audit what you think about the most as it pertains to that, it would more than likely be it would more than likely be made up of what you don't want you need to stop thinking about what you don't want as it pertains to that situation and focus on what you do want what is it that you want see yourself experiencing that become very involved in that believe in that and the ideas will start to flow and one of those ideas will put you in a position to start making the money that you want in those areas. My purpose is to take care of orphans, but don't know how to start. Well, I will challenge you on that. I will challenge you on that. Meaning, what is the one thing you know you could do right now to move in that direction? What's just one thing? What, what's the action you can take today or this week? What's one thing that you could do that would help you move closer to um, opening an orphanage? Now, I could think of a million things, obviously, but you know, I want you to answer that for yourself. And put the answer in the comment section. Think about it. What do you feel is the one thing that you could do to start moving in that direction?
Just one thing. You've been thinking about it for quite some time. So we already know you've had some ideas already. So what's one thing that you can do to open up this orphanage or start taking care of orphans? What's one thing you could start doing today? Share your answer in the comment section. What can you do? Doesn't matter how small or big it is. What's one thing that you can do that will help you move closer to making that happen? What can you do? All right. Not too sure if you got the question there, but leave your answer in the comment section if you're still watching. I'd love to know. All right. So we're at the end of the show now, guys. Uh, yesterday and today, we talked about understanding the subconscious mind. And today in particular, I've given you three major ideas about the subconscious mind. Okay, one of those ideas is that your subconscious mind is the emotional part of your mind. And your emotions are dictated by two things. One, what you continue to think about all the time. And two, what you're already programmed to feel. What you believe in, how you see the world dictates your emotions about things. But you didn't create that. Someone else did that to you. So that's why some people inherently believe money is bad. They have negative feelings and emotions about money. They're programmed already because they grew up in a home where they were exposed to situations that that was the takeaway. Money's bad. Number two, we talked about how your subconscious mind operates the same way that the universe does. Whatever you continue to oppress upon it, it will accept it and then give it to you. So, for example, if you keep thinking about what you want, you believe in it, you start acting that out. The universe must react to that with equal amount of energy. Meaning, it will send the people, the opportunities, and the ideas. That's what we read in Think and Grow Rich. Right? And so we, we want to understand these things. So, guys, the root cause is what's happening in your subconscious mind. And it's very important that you start to understand this. So you might want to go back and replay this. And you can re-watch this on YouTube, on my channel. It's my name, Devore Darkens. You can go back and listen to this on Spotify, Google, or Apple. And you're going to want to do it with repetition. Because I said a lot of things in here. We had a few people call into the show with some great examples of what we discussed today. And you want to go back and rewatch that. Now, uh, they didn't end up answering my question. So someone put in the chat that said, my purpose is to take care of orphans, but I don't know how to start. Then I responded and said, well, what's the one action you feel you should be taking to move towards that direction? They came back and said, um... I can reach out to orphans by giving them school bags. 
there you go. That's how you start. Just do that. And when you do that, then ask the question again, what's the next thing I can do? You see, guys, it's um, whether you're religious or not, spirit, God, the universe, it wants us to win. It wants us to grow. It wants us to expand. The answers are always here. They will always be here. They've always been here. Our job is to ask the right question and listen and then trust the answer we get. But we can't do that if we're not confidently moving in that direction. So a lot of people are going to tell you, well, hey, you know, you need to set up your LLC. You need to get your EIN. You need to get your bank account. You need to get your business plan together. You need to do all this. Guys, most of the time, a person just needs to take action and do something that actually produces results. That's why when I'm speaking with people who want to do something that I'm doing, something similar, the number one thing I always tell them is you need to actually help people. No one cares about your website. No one really cares about your coaching program. No one cares about your business card. The only thing they care about is, can that person help me? You've got to take action is the point here. You already know the answer. Now, you may not know exactly how it's all going to happen, and you never will until you do it. And then you look back and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is how it all happened. That's not what you're looking for. All you're looking for is what can I do today? What's one action I, that I can take today? And then you could take it a step further and do what I always recommend my clients to do is write it out in your gratitude list. Hey, I am so grateful that I'm always getting the ideas that I need to execute my dreams. I am grateful that I'm open and I'm willing to receive ideas that will help me realize my dream. And when you're grateful for that, because you feel positive about that, that's the energy you send out, you must get that back. So we don't, what we have to stop doing is talking about what we don't want. You don't want, I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to start. You don't want that. Stop talking about that. Start talking about what you do want. I'm getting the ideas. I'm making things happen. I've got people helping me. Opportunities are showing up. I'm believing in myself. I'm focusing more on what I want. I'm getting clearer about what I want. You see, the mindset's different. The energy is different. When the energy is different, your behavior will be different. The reaction from the universe will be different. The reaction from the universe will always match the energy you're sending out. So as you guys have heard multiple times throughout today's show is gratitude is everything. Gratitude is everything. That's the one exercise that will always change your attitude about anything. And this is why uh, I was just telling some uh, my clients yesterday that one of the best ways for parents to change their attitude is for them to become very grateful about their children, to think about the good things that they love about their children. Their attitude will immediately change because when a parent starts talking about their kids, they light up. It's gratitude. So you want to have gratitude for what you want to happen. 
You want to be grateful for what you do have, and then you also want to be grateful for what you want. Because when you're grateful for what you want, what are you doing? You're acting like that person. And you must get the things that person would get because that's how you feel. That's what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. Gratitude is everything. Gratitude is the exercise that I did that absolutely changed my life. Changed my life. So, as we, uh, I guess, uh, get off this show here, what are you really grateful for? What should you be grateful for? What can you be grateful for that you want? The great thing about life, guys, is you don't need to know how. You just need to know what you want. You need to believe in it. And one way to do that is to be grateful for it as if you already have it. And then you just need to take action with unwavering faith and it will happen. It may not happen tomorrow, but it can happen. And fall in love with the process of gratitude. Fall in love with just, what am I focusing on today? How can I make today one of the best days yet? How can I make today better than it was yesterday? How can I be better today than I was yesterday? That's all you have to do. The repetition of doing that, guys, your life will, it will always change. It will always change. It will always change, guys. But... You've got to go there with your mind. You got to think that way. You got to feel like that person. So, uh, what was number three? You summed up one and two. Good question. So, let's go back. Number one was what, guys? What was number one? Number one was um, that the subconscious mind is the emotional part of your mind, right? It's the energy you send out. And what you focus on and how you've been programmed is what controls your emotions. Number two was that your, sub your subconscious mind operates the same way that the universe does. All right? And number three, which is escaping me right now. What's number three, guys? For some reason, the idea has escaped me. Maybe it'll, it'll come back. But who's paying attention? What's number three? Who knows what number three was? If you know what number three was, put it in the comment section for people. I don't think it was take action. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Feed the desire. Thank you very much. See, it was coming to me. Feed the desire. That's what number three uh, was today. You got to feed that obsession. How do you feed the desire? You got to keep thinking about it like you're obsessed. You got to focus on it. You got to concentrate, concentrate on it. You got to see yourself having it. Be grateful for it. This is why I keep bringing up the gratitude list. Be grateful for it. <laughs> Thank you, um, Marine. <laughs> Lifesaver. Yeah, that you got to feed the desire. And I think that's what people don't do is they don't feed their desire enough. They kind of feed it for a couple of days and then they stop. No, go back to it every single day. 
remember what you give your energy to is where that's, you know, that's what you focus on. That's what's going to happen. So every time you're giving energy to your desire, what you're not doing is giving energy to what you don't want. That's the power in all this. And so for so long, people have been giving energy to what they don't want. That's why nothing ever changes. But the moment they start giving energy to what they do want, what they don't want starts to die off. Because it's, it's not getting any energy. You're not feeding it any food. The analogy here. So I'm very grateful to be doing this with you guys. I one day said this is what I wanted to do. It took me a couple of times to get here. I've tried multiple times. I've tried things, didn't work out. I started, I stopped. I We all have the same issues here. <laughs> I uh, had limiting beliefs about this. I had to move past those. And it's through what I've been saying today is what helped me move past all that and be here today with you guys now. All right, one more and then we're going to close this. Explain the subconscious mind operating the same way as the universe does. So, your subconscious mind only accepts what is given to it. It does not discriminate. It does not know the difference between what is wrong and right. It will only accept what you give to it. That's the same thing with the universe. The universe does not discriminate. It doesn't care who you are. Whatever energy you send out is what you're going to get back. You see, this is what people miss when it comes to religion and God. You're asking God to make your life better, but you don't act like that. So Monday morning, you're out there disrespecting people, and you know what God gets? Oh, you're saying that you don't care about people. Okay, well, I'll just send you more people. I'll send you more situations. I'll send you more opportunities that will make you continue to feel that way. But any, any point you want to change, I'm here. That's the great part about life is it doesn't matter. You could be doing everything wrong up until you're 60 and then change your mind and boom, your life will change. The point here is that what you continue to think about with emotion, intensity, and repetition, the universe will give that back to you. That's why it operates the same way that your subconscious mind does. It doesn't think in terms of moral and ethics. It just thinks in terms of energy. The energy you send out is what you get back. That's as simple as I can make it. And the thing about it is, if you don't truly trust that things are going to work out, then what you're telling God is that you don't trust him. And so, the situation, the circumstances will be presented in your life in a way that will cause you not to trust. That's what I mean. But once you believe, the universe must match you with that energy. It's the way it works. This is why we're not, it's, we're not by ourselves here, guys. Whether you're religious or not, 
We're more than this body. We're more than this. We're not just skin and bones. If we were skin and bones, then obviously if we broke our hand, then we would be broken, but we're not. Our hand is broken, but we're not broken. Goes back to the intellect. We're not the intellect. We have an intellect. That's why we can observe the intellect. That's why when you're thinking a negative thought, you're not the negative thought itself. Because when the negative thought goes away, do you go away? You don't. You're still here. You're a spiritual being. Living in a physical body, you have an intellect. The intellect is what allows you to express your spiritual side into your physical world. We are a magnificent creation, to say the least. And we're barely scratching the surface on understanding that. This is still, in some respects, very woo-woo and taboo to a lot of people out there. But this information has been around for hundreds of years. One day, society will get to a point where what I'm talking about is the main topic of conversation. So... I'm going to keep talking about this and be one of those people that advances forward on this topic because this is a topic that isn't opinion-based. This is all self-evident. You can connect the dots yourself. Just look at what you think about, look at what you believe, and you can connect that with the results you're getting in your life. You can always do that. You can go and interview other people and ask them the same questions. What have you been focusing on? Why are you so successful? What do you think about all day? And they'll be thinking about the outcomes that they got. What are your thoughts on attachment? Well, I don't I, I don't think about attachment. I think what happens is there's a lot of people out there on social media that's been talking about attachment as a way to talk about the topic. But in all reality, guys, if you're looking at attachment as a wrong thing, it will be a wrong thing. Meaning, when you're attached to something because you feel the emotion of lacking it, then the attachment is a problem. When you are attached to something because you have the fear of losing it, then attachment is a problem. But when you're attached to something because you love it, you're obsessed by it, it's yours. That's different. That, that's different. At that point, we're not even talking about attachment. We're talking about what is. It's already happened in our minds. See, the problem that, and then we're going to wrap this up. Here's, here's one of the biggest uh, mistakes that people make when they approach manifestation. They approach manifestation from a place of scarcity and lack. It's very uh, counterproductive, by the way, but that's what people do. They want to manifest because they say in their mind, I lack something. They want to manifest because they say in their mind, I'm broken. That's why they don't get the results. You can't do that. You have to approach manifestation from a place of abundance, love, joy, happiness, gratefulness. Not from a place of fear, scarcity, and lack. Because if you're operating from that place, 
Well, that's what you're going to get. So it's the energy behind these words that really matters the most at the end of the day. Is your energy based on joy, love, happiness, abundance? Or is your energy based on doubt, worry, fear, scarcity, and lack? That's why people's like, well, I need the money. I don't have the money. I'm broke. I want to manifest more money. I'm broke. That's why they stay broke. Because that's the energy they bring to the conversation. Instead of saying, you know what? I, I, I have all the money I need. I would like some more money. I desire to have some more money. I deserve more money. I'd like to do more things with this money. I want to go help people with this money. I want to make some things happen with, with this money. It's different energy. See, we already have everything we need, guys. We have food, air, and water. And after that, we generally have a place to stay and a vehicle to transport us where we need to go. And then after that, generally speaking, we have a way to earn money. But people, when they wake up in the morning, they say things like, I don't have what I need. It's a big contradiction. Again, they're not living with gratitude. Now, I had the privilege of serving in the military and having the opportunity to travel to multiple countries. So I know what poverty really looks like. But the way people speak about their life, they sound like they came from a third world country. Those are those are my thoughts. I always remember when I went to Afghanistan when I was in the military. It really wakes you up to how good we have it in America. It really does. That's why I said the law of polarity. There's an opposite to everything. The great thing in America, we can get whatever we want. It's at our fingertips and we can get it now. Convenience. America is a business. There's always someone solving a problem. And that's a great thing. The problem is, is people become very paralyzed to gratitude. They become paralyzed to like, okay, how good do we really have it? This is why I told you guys, the best thing we can always do is focus on the good in every situation we come up against. Because I remember when I went to Afghanistan, man, there's no 7-Eleven. There's no AMPM. There's no gas station. Okay, there's no convenience stores. And when I went, there was no schools. They were just trying to build schools. And then in the end, those schools ended up getting blown up anyway. There is no government. There is no three branches of government. <laughs> like there's no police force that's going to protect you when someone runs into your house and tries to rob you. That doesn't exist in some countries. But we got people over here in America that wants, you know, I'm going to stop because this is where I get a little triggered. I'll stop there. All I'm saying is, is that we should be grateful for the life we've been given. We have the opportunity to think for ourselves. We get the opportunity to think about what we want. We get the opportunity to believe in it, and it ends up happening. And because we have these opportunities, we should be absolutely grateful. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you're on the corner or you're already rich. You should be grateful. 
Because when you're not grateful in your life, things will be taken away from you. And when you are grateful and you start to give the best part of you, you will receive. All right, guys, that's the show. Love you. Take care. And we will talk tomorrow. Bye, everyone.